Hey, how you guys doing? This is Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, our recap podcast from pay-per-views from long ago when we had stopped watching professional wrestling. Uh, tonight it is Star Arcade, How the Mighty Have Fallen, 1990, The New Revolution. On the line currently, it's Magnum PV. What's happening, man? Uh, it's possible I prepared for the wrong podcast, sir, because I'm pretty Wait, sure this what? is the Great American Bash night. Great American Bash! Oh my god, I even named it wrong on this thing. Jeez Louise. Yes, yeah, Starcade hadn't this fall. Ocean Pictures, baby, after Great American Bash, yeah, exactly. David Allen Cole. <laughs> Under the redneck performer nobody ever wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, make me laugh. All right. So, yes, it's uh, the Great American Bash 1990. Again, as you kind of alluded to in that introduction there, um, the Great American Bash, when they first did it, was this huge thing that we were wanting to, you know, watch or see or heard about because it had um, the war games in it. Oh, Hutch is here. Let's jump, pull him in. Hopefully you can hear because we're already recording. Sure, I can hear you. Perfect. All right. So we're recapping uh, the Great American Bash, even though I have the title wrong here on StreamYard. It'll be the last time, StreamYard, a whole nother conversation. So, yeah, like the Great American Bash was like this huge thing they had. I, I, what I remember mostly about it was Flair defending the title uh, for 28 days or 30 days. Like he defended it every night and everybody that was in the Federation. Hell, Robert Gibson got a, a title <laughs> shot uh, at the Great American Bash and you knew he wasn't winning. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that's what I remember about it. And of course, war games. How do you remember anything about the great American bash? Um, yeah, I remember the, the, yeah, uh, I remember, uh, Ric Flair doing his thing and yes, losing at the end or damn near. War Did games was not part end? of great American bash. Was it dust? So dusty beat him somewhere along the line in the first, in the month long great American bash, dusty got the title. I don't know okay. if he lost it back before the end or whatever. But I thought mm. War Games was different. I thought that was separate. Okay. I mean, I know you can't check your, you know, your Wikipedia. Yeah, I can't do anything, StreamYard. Because yeah, of StreamYard. Fuck you, StreamYard. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Hog. yeah, yeah, StreamYard is, yeah, we're, we're, it's the worst. Tonight will be the last StreamYard performance. Anyway, so let's set the show. I'm going to talk about uh, the Great American Bash here. Uh, there were... Uh, 11 total matches or maybe 12 11 total matches with one dark match uh our wikipedia facts july 7th 1990 baltimore maryland at the baltimore arena now uh, uh magnum bb is the baltimore arena still alive or around uh or i think it demolished? unless i don't know if it's something completely different but i think this is the royal farms arena that's now been called something else so okay. i think it is unless it's something that i'm just something completely different i don't know not the questions that always need to be asked. Not yes. a big Mid Atlantic historian, gotta say. Yes. The big question that needs to be asked whenever there's a downtown arena: How safe is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all right. It's not too far away from the Inner Harbor, which is like your—that's yeah. the protected area. That's the tourist protected area. Okay. It's not that far off. It's right on the the rail line, so. It's it's all right, but uh, yeah. don't don't take a wrong turn on the way out. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're scenes of the wire film there should be the conversation. All right. Yeah, no, so, I, I don't think so. And there's, I think there's a there's some sort of government building right there. So possibly, but yeah. 
All right. 14,000 people in attendance. Again, it's the new revolution on the intro for that. Uh, they had like some painted figures of American history figures, but with the wrestlers faces painted on them, uh, which I thought was kind of fun. And I will say before this gets started, the production value finally better. It still sucks compared to the WWF at the time, but uh, yeah, a lot better than the previous podcast. Um, so July of 1990, Hutch, where, where you at, man? Uh, probably out in the field uh, doing push-ups and sit-ups. Oh, yeah, I was about to, say, I want to clear that up. Not out in the fields. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not, not 1890. All right. So <laughs> Magnum PV, where were you? In night in in what of July? July ninety. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I might have been back at the motherland by that for that for that was the first summer i think i was back at the motherland out of college okay yes that's a conversation too before we get into this pay-per-view what's for me coming back home after being independent for essentially three quarters of the year that shit was hard mm. like and not in the sense that like my mom was like cracking down on me or, i mean she was but it, it was just hard to like kind of even exist in that environment at that point in time, because even after a year, I was just like, I, I, I the plots of me getting out of there was definitely already afoot for sure. Uh, Hutch, what was it like for you coming back home after, I don't, you know, whatever years of college in the summer. It was hell. <laughs> that's what it was. You can't write. You, you, right. I'm like, Damn, I'm up here sleeping in the same bed, with my feet hanging mm. off the edge of the thing. Maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, right? You, you, right? You can't get up at. I mean, you can get up at any time. You think you can get up any time you want, but there's somebody yeah. yelling, "Wake up! You gotta go take out the garbage. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. Go shovel snow. Go uh, do yeah. something." Oh, yeah, it, it was a it was a weird feeling going back, and I, I I distinctly remember being there for like a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, I gotta get it the fuck out of here. Like, this is you know, I gotta go. It definitely did seem like sitting around and doing nothing wasn't as fun as it used to been. Like, yeah, I feel like I probably could have done absolutely nothing for the first eighteen years, but then like after that, it was like I can't, I gotta go do something. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be told what the hell to do. Yeah, yeah there was, there's but, that. But too. then again, I was in the army, being told what the hell to do. That's, That's another different. story. So yeah, I, I have some research to share regarding right, the history yeah. of the Great American Bash. So '86 gotcha. was actually the the 13 sites with the arenas and what have you. Okay. And Dusty won the title towards the end. I think he held it through the end. I don't think he dropped it before the the end. Okay. 87 was three dates and that was the war games okay yeah. so we're three right. years after that no okay perfect yeah and i mean and most of those people outside of rick flair have uh rotated on so we'll get to this night the our watch along is going to be the main event which is staying baby uh and versus Showtime. the nature boy rick flair uh, in the championship match, this is his first title shot post the knee injury where he uh, tore his knee up trying to climb up a, 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 a steel cage. Doug Dillinger, son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Who, who did <laughs> this? What? Who? 
Okay, so Sting uh, was an, it was an angle against the Horseman or something like that, and he tore his they said his patella tendon, but I always had heard it was his ACL. Um, on the broadcast, they said it was patella tendon, but he was um, trying to climb up the cage, you know, and he hurt his knee for real, like in a you know in a, a real situation, not a fake injury, and he'd been out for like a yearish, I guess, or so. Uh, he was supposed to win the title shortly there. After that point, he had gotten injured. So this is going to be, spoiler alert, the culmination of that, uh, of him winning his first cha- uh, world championship. Was that when they turned on him that he got hurt or was that? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, he got he hurt his knee then and then they like, w- you know, worked an angle from it. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, the stinger. Resourceful. Right. All right. So let's jump into this because that main event is a little long for the watch along portion. All right, y'all. Match number one. Brian Pillman, it's an all RIP. There's going to be a theme here. Mm. An all RIP match. Brian Pillman, Pillman RIP versus the Nature Boy Buddy Landell RIP. Uh, you said this when you first started <laughs> to watch it. Like having two people do the Nature Boy gimmick in the same federation makes no sense. Uh, no. And I think they, I, I think they might have, like, if I remember correctly, they might have been running like a lightweight, like, kind of an angle and i'm assuming flair just eventually kicked the shit out of him but yeah he like his hair like he's mm-hmm. his body's shit uh yeah. but like he is he's totally working rick flair's gimmick and it's ridiculous yeah. that he's in this match and brian pillman is really good uh they do overplay the bengal stuff but, but at the same mm-hmm. time like i i was kind of hyped for that back in the day because bagels you know whatever yeah exactly uh he was really good to have never kind of meaningfully gotten out of the mid card uh because even when he is like it, at best he was kind of i don't know probably jobber of the stars or whatever tag team but now yeah. this was this was an opening match to the great american bash yeah, yeah. if you go yeah, to 2015 uh, from a yeah. car <laughs> yes uh if you go to that wikipedia page that hutch is reading there i'm gonna call bullshit too because there was something in there that said, because I remember when he first came out of Buddy Landale doing the Nature Boy gimmick. And I think this was pre us watching Mid-Atlantic, like in one of those other bits in some territory. And that they had had a feud. It was like one of those times where like, he was so good at being Ric Flair. I had to cheer for Ric Flair because he was like such a bad Whoa. heel. Yeah, he was such a bad heel and doing his gimmick or whatever. And then if you read that wiki, it says at some point in time that Flair was supposed to drop the title to Buddy Landell. I'm like, bullshit. That would have never happened. I'm sorry. That No, that was never going to happen. He's like, oh, yeah, Dusty told me he was going to put the belt on me. No, he never told you that. Uh, and if he did, he was drunk as shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that oh, was never going to happen. There it is. Landell was set to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Flair in 1985. However, Landale had a falling out with management of Jim Proctor promotions and left the company after dropping the National Heavyweight Championship to Dusty Rose on December 19, 1985. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, we got to get this belt off you so you can get from Flair. <laughs> they took his belt and fired him yeah. from the company. Yeah, it fired him. <laughs> yeah, hell no. Uh, I yeah, I, my other notes built Pillman's great baby face. Landale's a good chicken shit heel, too. Like, I mean, you know, he just looks like shit, basically. Like, his body looks kind of terrible. Uh, my note says he could stand to use do some push ups, 
uh, more Bengals talk and the tights again. He didn't boomer size and it did not get name checked in this one. <laughs> um, he boomer was not having a watch party at his house in Cincinnati, uh, for this. But wait a second, hold up, is boomer still there? Hutch in July of 90? This is a couple years after the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. He is? Okay. It's yeah, he don't get right. They don't, they don't pick Yeah, when did the Jets? Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that shit don't happen to like 92. Okay, my bad. Uh, I, did, I, said, I, I did say, though, that they were laying in those, those shots, though. Like, I mean, there was no bullshit hitting. Those those chops and all that stuff and those, uh, those elbows and forearms, those look real. Um and then let's see. So yeah, we get uh what's this says crowd is dead, but they do get hyped in some other parts. Pillman Why like wins with the flying crossbody. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Nine <laughs> minutes and twenty-nine seconds. But hold on. This is this is part of the problem with these WCW pay-per-views. Some of the matches are way too long. Nine minutes and twenty-nine seconds for this opener. That was, I mean, really at for the most part at a snail's pace. They oh, must man, have been like trying to get the sound set up and like get the, <laughs> all the cameras lined up right. They're probably trying to find the Iron Sheik is the real problem. Yeah, uh, here we go. Ooh. Yeah, what's coming to match number two, y'all? Mike Rotundo versus the Iron Sheik RIP on the super recent. Mm. Uh, uh, my note says this match is not good. Um, <laughs> talk about somebody, <laughs> talk about somebody that need to do some sit ups. Um, yeah, his That's belly been for about twenty years. His belly, no, I say, like exactly. if you had the Iron Sheik versus Junkyard Dog in nineteen ninety, they couldn't even <laughs> collar and elbow tie up, dude. The bellies would be like, "Nah, bro." Hey, I'll be over that's, that's man, what a shot that hurt. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rotundo's still the captain, is still doing like I mean, Rotundo's in great shape here. By the like, way, his gimmick is so stupid, but good lord, he's good. I, yes, he's so good. I haven't like I I like he was never exciting or appealing to like watch his matches, and he was this just never made sense. I liked him on the Varsity Club and yeah. U.S. Express and all that. But just watching him now, God, he was so good. Like he's yeah. did did we get a Mike Rotunda and Brad Armstrong match yet? Like the all wrestling no charisma <laughs> like <laughs> championship. I'm almost sure they did. Right? I think so. Sure. Yeah. Well, and they were. Well, I was gonna say, it was Rotunda in the West Texas Outlaws or the Red uh, Rednecks or the Night? I don't era, think but so. I don't think he was. That was yeah. Barry okay. Wyndham was. Okay, yeah. The Wyndhams and Kurt Ennig, and I don't remember who else. Yeah, think... awful. Yeah, yeah awful. Um, yeah, Rotunda still the captain. Uh, yeah, Sheik is uh, now again Hutch. Sir. Not listening to as many wrestling podcasts as we do. So the Iron Sheik signs this big money deal to come to the WCW at the time, completely out of shape, probably on the drugs as well. <laughs> um, and he just like he's so bad at what he's doing, they just pay him to like stay home after a bit. He's so yeah. blown up in this match. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just you can hear him him. breathing. Yeah. Yeah, you can. My note says you can hear him breathing like so bad. He's like, <gasps> like I mean, yeah, he could have definitely died. In the they so stopped booking him. He got paid. Then they forgot to cancel his contract, so he got paid again. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah, that's why they went out of business. Yeah, yeah, dead crowd. Uh, yeah, uh, blatant and the uh, a, a fucking of the rules here, and a backslide wins the match for. 
for Not Rotunda at six forty six too, as I recall correctly. Yeah, he did. Yes, it was it was bad. Um, then we get a Harley Race promo. Okay, so I'm gonna preview oh, this. Harley Race. Get to the Still? Yeah. Well, this is what I'm gonna preview. Wait till we talk about the match. Um, okay, so the NBA maybe about thirty years ago stopped doing the um, the Legends game hmm. during All Star Weekend because Norm Nixon tore like both of his knees up like just <laughs> trying to do a regular ass basketball move like it wasn't even like oh he was gonna do something big he just tore both his knees up you know trying to cross over something okay so wrestling should not have legend matches like the one that's going to come up here soon it's embarrassing for everybody involved i can't believe they put it out on pay-per-view no i disagree i i, I disagree Completely. Oh, yeah, that was a disagree. that was a great match. Oh, I, I swear to God, I can't throw <laughs> anything through this this thing. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Well, uh, and right, the, and the NBA three, Legends y'all. game ended in 1993. It looks like. I said 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, you're right. You're right on it. You're on top of yeah, it. Yeah. All right. I'm good. Years. All right. All right. Match three, y'all. Doug Furness, the world's strongest man. Not against death, R.I.P. Versus Dutchman <laughs> and Phil. Damn, That's man. a line Damn, step, sir. Both of, y'all are, both of y'all are hot taking it on dead folks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Versus versus Dutch Mantel, who's surprisingly alive. Like Dutch Mantel looked like he was 75 years old in 1990. Man, how the Dutch fuck is Mantel he still is breath? unpleasant to watch? This like right. I had yeah. a hard time. Like like, <laughs> like does he shave you, his arms and he right, still has right, like a you, blanket on his back? A, a, a walking carpet. A what is this? Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Sweaty and, yeah. and and all that. Probably Listen doing chewing tobacco while he's fighting. Are you mm. kidding? But I, I remember him back in the whatever wrestling we got at home back then, looking like that, but younger, more shape with the whip or whatever. That was kind of scary. But like now, he's just like fucking Tommy Rich. Like, how the fuck is Dutch Mantel on the third match of a pay per view card in 1990? Like, come look on, at man. the look at match six through twelve. They're just starting That's to rebuild fair. the roster, and they got these. Yeah, villains. I know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of liked him back in the day. He's got the white man Jerry curl um, on Doug Fern. Doug Furness uh, is great. I was I was watching he this. He was. Like, I agree. I'm like, he can't be a worse promo than Luger. Like, why is? And he's a thousand times better in the ring. And I know we yep. we we've have a modern day appreciation of Luger, but he's no Doug Furness. No, Doug Furness could have been the U.S. champion. Yeah, he. I mean, his leapfrog so were looking good, like all that. He had the power. I, no I mean, he had a lot of good about. stuff. Oh no, he, yeah, he's the world's strongest man. He appeared on the last pay per view in a promo. He didn't wrestle, and they were talking. You know, essentially, you know, pre and Glacier is coming, but it was just Doug Furness, and oh, um, yeah, he was Glacier. No, no, I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm oh. saying that how they were previewing, like you know, he was going to be somebody that was coming soon, and oh. uh, I mean, it was fine. Uh, ZZ Top got a reference uh, in there, yeah, because you know during the match by Jim Ross, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Doug yeah, Furness is great. I knew, I like, kind of knew of him, but I don't remember a single one of his matches. Mm-hmm. He is, he was awesome. 
Yeah, I didn't remember anything. They said he was in the Can Am connection or Can Am. Yeah, that would have been Latter Day. That would because mm. they that was the 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 fallout from Strike Force, and then they must have rebuilt it. That's like the new Midnight Express shit. No, awful. Um, yeah, I was like great agility. The match was probably a little bit too long, and he wins with a belly to belly suplex. Oh yeah, eighteen seconds. Yeah, I was like, oh, new Magnum. Yeah, he he should have Luger spot. Come on, you're crushing Luger. That's terrible. That's rough. He just got there. What all these yeah. hot takes? I mean, yikes! Yeah, the fire he's shooting out of his mouth. It's, it's the Fourth Cornet, of July, folks. Cornet comes. Cornet comes out. What they're basically doing is having everybody come out, cut a promo on their match, but then also say, "I'm taking Sting or I'm taking uh, Flair tonight," yeah. like which is kind of corny. Uh, no pun intended. No pun intended. Yeah. Isn't this match. kind of foreshadowing? I mean, like, don't we I think we all kind of see how the main event's gonna go yeah. at this point? But yeah, for sure. Uh match number four, y'all. Harley uh, Five. The, well, <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, yeah, the yeah, I got his four for yeah. I skipped yeah, yeah, the dark match. Match number four, Harley Race, R.I.P. versus unsurprisingly R.I.P. Tommy Rich. Um Damn. This is what I was talking about, Hutch. This is 1990 Tommy Rich won or won Tommy Rich won about what 77 78 so you're saying like 12 13 13 years later that we're gonna see a rematch of this Magnum BB Tommy Rich was in better shape at the previous pay-per-view no no absolutely not yeah no I I will kick your ass he (laughs) was in much better shape at the previous He's lost like 20 pounds since the last time he was on here. According to Jim Ross, he's lost like 40 pounds, I think, since whatever. He was was in better shape than we've seen him. And Harley Race. So this is Harley Race has come back to the WWF. He was the king. He was in a program with with, uh, Hogan. He like Mm. ripped his spleen out or whatever on a botched table spot. And now Mm. he's back. He's still got the belly. He's still Harley Race. This I thought this was like like they worked. They it was a well worked match. A lot of big spots. It was six minutes long. Harley went over a little bit of nostalgia. This was great. This was you this was. I had no issue with this match. I, I cannot. Both of them dudes are moving in mud and molasses. Oh, come and on. And they can't get around at all. It's terrible. It's terrible. Did y'all watch the now, same first match? Off, first off, we we never, much like some other wrestlers that we talk about when Junkyard Dog coming up here, we never saw Harley Race's best the no. time that he was however many times world champion. We never saw that. The versions that we saw, I'm um, see a pair of legs. Are you going to see a pair of legs? Wasn't that Harley Race that he freaking uh, pal drove or whatever? See a pair of legs while yeah. I <laughs> uh, There. And then we saw like when he worked his program in the WWF with Hogan. And mm. that's it. Like he's going to become like a manager here soon. Like I think for Vader first and then Luger or Luger then Vader Sounds or right. something like that. Yeah. yeah but like we this no, no this- NBA Legends games, man. This match is perfectly fine. Oh my god, cannot. This Ugh. was not well, this this wasn't the worst match on the on the card. Well, that's fair. Um let's see. I my, my note says two dinosaurs, honestly. 
Yeah. Crowd is dead. Crowd it wasn't into this nostalgia match either. Um, and the, I, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. And Jim Ross called it an upset. Harley Race winning. No, oh, come on, Jim Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. You, you, okay. You can't let you can't let you can't let Tommy Rich get a taste. Tommy Rich can't get a taste. <laughs> Didn't he win? He's got a win since we've been watching this. Yeah, but he can't get a taste over Harley Race for thir- thir- what, thirteen years ago. He was lucky Harley put him over one time, and then they're like, oh, that was because everybody God. was on vacation. And when they came back, they're like, oh, shit, that never happened. We got to yeah. undo this right now. They took that Man. belt off of him in the dark, and he was never heard from again. Yeah. That's Tommy Rich's championship run. Harley, like, Harley put him over so he could be the seven-time champ. That is the only reason he got that title. And then when, they, yeah. when everybody came back from vacation, they're like, oh, hell no. You need to go yeah, explain what you did, Tommy Rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to go apologize on. for winning the I, championship. I, quit, I got a question from the from the whatever the front row. So mm. I mean, so was Harley Race able to just give away the belt when he felt like it? When everyone's mm-hmm. on vacation. Yeah, no, he's not supposed to be making those decisions. The legitimate NWA championship board would make those decisions. And yeah, it's like a little loop de loop here. Where they got that belt on Tommy Rich and then got it off of him in five days, I believe. Off, of, yeah, like uh, they, like in between TV tapings, he got it and lost yeah. it, and then had to explain no, like no video of the victory. I don't think maybe, mm. and it like yeah. he had to explain. It was like it, it was almost like a forced apology. They showed the interview, yeah. like yeah, oops, my bad. Nice. Uh, there's a a backstage <laughs> with. <laughs> Paulie and Marky, uh, mean Mark almost called him Marky Mark. Uh, Marky I will say Mark, this right man. now: I never got, I never got Paulie. Like I never, uh, I never got the hype. I never, I never understood it. The psycho like, yuppie, being, yeah, loud and obnoxious. Like I just didn't get it. I mean, I know he's supposedly. You must like, not know enough people from New York. Yes. Apparently, I'm, uh, 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 I know he's supposed Daisley? to be a wrestling savant genius. Yeah, but I, I don't and, get it. Oh, uh, yeah, never got. Just it. don't give him your money. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, ECW uh, Bank. Um, all right, match number five, y'all. The Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton, RIP, and Stan Lane, <laughs> not the father of Lauren Berbert, uh, versus the Southern Boys, uh, Steve Armstrong and Tracy. Yeah, that's awful. And Tracy Smothers, RIP. Um, okay, so <laughs> uh, a tag team. <laughs> With Rebel Glory on their jackets and <laughs> and their tights, so I'm definitely cheering for the Midnight's here. Uh, uh, just I cannot. Uh, uh, yeah, from the, their announcement was from the heart of the South, uh, and their baby faces, and we're in Baltimore, no less. Um, yeah. This, this is not working for me, Your brother. Sex was like, yeah, I can't root for because like I heard this is a really good match and it was a good match, but like yes, before I even started watching, like, yeah, I can't root for this other boys. And then I watched them come out. I was like, oh yeah, I guess they do kind of have the, the old battle standard there prominently. Yeah, exactly. But. They have that that they have the freaking the duster jackets, yeah. the hats of the Confederacy. I'm like, they, uh, I get the only thing they, they didn't like come out actually waving the flag. 
Yeah, oh, I'm sure it's coming there. later. But fuck, they stole the Freebirds gimmick. Well, let uh, it's coming to that. I know, but still, they might have beat it out of them, and mm. I don't. Sh- yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It was coming. Uh, so, Hush, I, I yeah, you get a chance to see all of that, but yeah, there's two two white fellas walking down there with uh, uh, Confederate bars and stars on their tights. Um, I have a feeling I've seen that before, and I've seen enough, mm. so I got it. Yeah, yes, the longest uh, match of the night. Yes, yeah, it was too. Um, I, just a couple of notes. Uh, Bobby's working punches—they look so good. Cornette's the best manager of modern times. That's a quote from Jr. Uh, um, Lane has a black belt. Stan Lane has a black belt in karate. Uh, <laughs> did they do like a? They did a martial arts exchange <laughs> yeah. here. Or yeah, they did do a martial arts exchange. Yeah, it's it's kind of rewatching this. <laughs> Stan Lane comes off so corny. Um, yeah, no pun intended. Like he just comes off corny. Like when he's working and like he's doing that, but if he's doing anything besides actually wrestling, it just comes off as super hokey. Um, I think this is the match where where Jr. called every single kick a sabat kick, which none of them were sabat kicks. Yes, he did. Which uh, I've been led to believe from watching Larry Zabisco that has Mm. like a turnaround kick to the gut, and Uh. these were effectively super kicks. And every time anyone's foot hit somebody. JR called it a sabat kick. Nice. Okay. Well, wrestling also had me thinking that Possibo meant Russia was Russian for something. And <laughs> it wasn't. Tony. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to spell Jotoata to figure out what like, it actually means. Possibo, I know, is thank you, but I, I still don't yes, know what Jotoata means. Yeah. I, my, uh, my college roommate was a Russian major, and I said something at, like about Nikita, and he was like, what the f- what the fuck is wrong with you? No. <laughs> a stroke. You probably so anyway, yeah, so, like you looked at the Southern boys just then. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was, it's a great tag team match outside of the tights and stuff. You know, lots of you know tag team spots all over the place. A couple of double pin spots. Uh, I have to say, both of them dudes. Uh, most is most especially Tracy's mothers was a hell of a wrestler. I had never seen Tracy's mm-hmm. mothers wrestle before, and I listened to that podcast mm-hmm. after he died and Cornette about lost his shit. Like I can totally understand the wrestling part of it. Like he's really, really good. Uh, they just stuck him with this shit gimmick, and they're gonna follow with Cornette. Yeah, you know, right out of here into uh, what Smoky Mountain oh, he, is this first yeah. one? Did you see him OBW. in Smoky Mountain? Tracy, I can't remember which one they go to. Like he goes what, to Smoky one? Mountain. Smoke him out. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. All the Armstrong, like all the Armstrongs end up there because Bob Armstrong was like his commissioner. Okay. And I think Steven Scott might have been there and Brad eventually showed up. But yeah. But yeah. Tracy Smothers was one of the big baby faces there for a while. Him and the dirty white boy who, yeah. uh, yeah. That's another story. But. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. He kind yeah, of looks uh, familiar. Yeah. They get the heat on one of the Southern boys with a cornet distraction. Uh, so many cheers for the Midnight Express in Baltimore because mm-hmm. I guess Baltimore is a heel town, yes. correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they get all the, you know, all the Midnight moves in, you know, like all the double team moves that you're used to seeing the Midnight Express get. Again, this is by far the better version of the teams with, you know, instead of the one with Dennis Condry. Uh, get an Alabama jam from Bobby, which looked awesome. And again, I can't believe. 
that move on them rings, I, I can't believe he could even walk uh, <laughs> at some point in time because that is just incredible. Uh, you know, it, you know, and then we get to the end there, and there's a a, a a spot where Stan Lane, you know, kicks him in the back of the head as he goes to the rope. Bobby Small mm-hmm. package. One, two, three wins. You know, it's kind of a cheat, you know, move by a heel, but not really. You know, a small package wins the match. You know, it was at 24 minutes or something like that. I got 18, but 18. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was a good match, though. A really good tag match. I was, you know, the right team won. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the South yes. didn't do uh, it again. No. Well, you know. Uh, Gordon Soley has a thing with the Freebirds in the back. Uh, Hutch, as you're looking at your Wikipedia, look up Freebirds uh, Great American Bash 1990 for an image search because we're going to have to talk about this when the match comes up. Um, How do you know I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia? That's the easiest way to find it. All right, match number six, y'all. It'll be very quick. It's the premiere of a big Van Vader. Uh, the entrance much longer than the match, uh, <laughs> much longer. And then I guess he, you know, the big thing is that his his headgear like could smoke. I wonder yeah. who's holding the remote for that. He is tucks in his tight. I was I I assumed that it was maybe or somebody in the back or it was just on a timer or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, he was really excited about it. But uh, he he has this is he he doesn't quite have the same mask yet. Like he works a different mask after a while. So this is yeah. still the formative stages of Big Band Vader. Yeah, and he's also not nearly as huge as he's going to get. Yeah. Um, but but they yeah, brought like, in like, Tom I mean, Zink like he was somebody, and we see that experiment mm-hmm. is now over because uh, yeah, so also an all R.I.P. match too. Uh, everybody's dead there yeah he did too yeah uh i know then we get a horseman promo and everybody's afraid of elegante i want the belt i want the belt uh this is one of the worst ain't uh, wait we would get to that fucking uh, match uh, <laughs> what, what did he do who wore the suit he yeah he wore did. like the slim good body looking yeah the suit yeah the bigfoot suit yeah He's I'd rather like, do push-ups. I think that he was, winds up going to the WWF, WWF though. Yeah, yeah no, that was his gimmick in the WWF. Yeah. And he was like, what, a former, I think it was a former basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. They just Man, couldn't man. do anything. Nah, you know what? I already stepped over the line once tonight. All right. You, match you, number you, seven, you no. might as well take the whole, you might as well no. do the cross-body block and go all I'm the way good. over all right, so match number seven, y'all. It's the Steiner Brothers versus the Freebirds. Okay, there's so many things we're doing this podcast. The Freebirds had naked pictures of somebody. Because these motherfuckers have been on every pay-per-view in a pretty decent spot. Now, they haven't necessarily won, but they're in a decent spot and every single paper we've seen that, michael hayes beat one. lex luger since we started doing this yes that, that's bad yeah two um they've kind of modified their gimmick from being like a ripoff of really the fabs to now being a glam rock old ass i mean old rockers but trying to stay young, like how would you describe it, Magnum BB? Like, what the fuck is this look? I mean, I think now they're 
trying to be like the fabulous ones or something like this is ridiculous they they have sequin sequin long pants with mm. uh suspenders they're both like getting fat so it looks yeah. like they actually need Get. suspenders yeah <laughs> now they've worked in these greased back ponytails and this uh, like cat eye makeup and yeah. glitter and glitter a lot of glitter i mean it was there was a window where like like the original version of michael hayes plus like the like the original freebirds version of michael hayes plus jimmy garvin i think was mm -hmm. fine that was yeah. a reasonable freebirds team um but this is like they've just gotten worse and worse and worse mm -hmm. since we've been watching them and you're right yeah. like it's hilarious that um the things that get edited and the things that don't get edited because Man, there are some uh, there's some let's just say offensive chants throughout this yes. and we also yeah. get a a preview of rick steiner's convention behavior uh, yeah. <laughs> um and yeah it's yeah. i used to wonder when michael hayes went to um the wwf and became doc hendricks why he just like seemingly disavowed the whole identity of michael hayes and i'm starting to understand why yeah, maybe the end of it was really, really bad because this is bad. And, Horrible. Yeah, I mean, and this is like so we're at the 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 downside of like you know kind of glam you know hair rock or whatever you know we're two years from grunge and but this but isn't they, even that this is like retread disco shit. It's I mean it's bad like it's it's really bad. How did you get a chance to see that that picture of them? There's a lot of shit on it. Yeah, I see it. It's awful. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and Does then they like, try, like they, they try, are they try, what in the hell? Yeah, this is a fourteen minute match. Yes, and that again we wrestle here way too long, and uh yeah, and as brother uh, Magnum PP alluded to like. You know the way one all they do is stall now that's the fucking you if they install for the fucking match it wouldn't be 13 minutes long mm -hmm. they just roll out of the ring they stall they get in the corner they stall like they got of stall actual on wrestling yeah <laughs> the actual wrestling of it is probably only like five minutes but it's just it's just bad a very terrible chant there that they didn't bleep out for whatever reason i'm like why in the world is this happening the michael hayes is a bitch also got through the censors as well and like i don't know and you remember when going, jimmy garvin was a great mid-card heel who was like yeah. never any main feuds had a sweet ass brain buster and a hot valet yeah and then they set his brother on fire and he became a baby face and yeah and shit out of everybody and yeah. now here we are and here we are they're, uh, Hutch, they're calling him jimmy jam garvin i, I think some, i know somebody that's your sue <laughs> Yeah. He, yeah. And who yeah. knows? He probably he might have. He yeah, might he have got an extra dollar or two. Yes. They've become a comedy tag team. They are a comedy tag team. Because I can't as we move forward in this, I don't know how much longer they're gonna be there. I can't imagine them winning a match. I was gonna say I uh, haven't looked at the next uh pay per view yeah. yet, but I kind of praying they're not on it. Yeah, I they couldn't beat the Rock and Roll Express, and if the Rock and Roll Express can't be nobody at this point in time so uh yeah about that mm -mm. 
No, sorry. Yeah, Steiners are great. We all know that. The clotheslines, the heavy hitting. Rick Steiner's uh yeah, Rick Steiner's so good at this point in time. Scott, you could tell he's still young, but you know, he just wait for Frankensteiner. Frankensteiner. Yeah, <laughs> man, sitting there like who's gonna take it? Yeah, the announcers are waiting for it too. They're like, Yeah, <laughs> come on, it's Frankensteiner. Yeah, it's great. Uh what were you saying, Hodge? I was gonna say, wasn't Dusty still booking, quote unquote? Dusty's not back. Yeah, oh, Dusty's still. Dusty is most recently trying to figure out where Sapphire. Well, how Sapphire sold out. Oh, to, he's uh, in the Uncle he's in WWF. Yeah, to Doctor to the Million Dollar Man. Yes, that's uh, Miss Sapphire to you, by the way. Oh, sweet Sapphire. Oh, yeah. Sweet Sapphire. Oh yeah, you missed the last pay per view. Sweet where Sapphire, Sapphire Jam. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Which, so, Sapphire so, who, so who's booking me? And you think at this time? This is Jim Hurd. Uh, uh, her loyalties, her loyalties were purchased by the million dollar white man. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you missed, you missed some, at the uh, most uh recent pay per view. Yeah. yeah, you missed some classic uh, oh God, welfare queen commentary. Uh, no, it was some welfare queen uh, uh, oh, visuals there for I, sure. I, I, I missed nothing, yes, yes sir. For sure. Uh, uh, so, so yeah, it, 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 you know, he gets on Rick, uh, you know, they get the Steiner lines. I mean, it's just a classic Steiner match at this point. Mm. The, and, you know, uh, the free birds lose. There's like, they're supposed to, uh, Steiner line, uh, then a belly to, uh, was a belly to belly after the Steiner line, they switched the people in the ring. Like the look like the free birds are going to win. Then there's a Steiner, uh, a belly to belly. And then the other, I think Scott pinned Michael Hayes, one, two, three Steiner's win. As they should. There we go. Match number eight, y'all. <laughs> the dudes <laughs> of attitudes. Mm. Who, uh, am I, uh, somehow like, they did I, not. Yeah, they recycled that name in three months, right? Like I'm not. Yes. I'm not losing my mind, right? This well, used they, to no, be. Was, yeah. This used to be the team that they chanted "Dude, suck dick" to. Right? No, 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 no. That was the dynamic. <laughs> No, oh, that was the dynamic okay. You're right. Dude. You're right. All right. Yeah, that okay. was the dynamic dudes. Got yeah. <laughs> dudes Got with it. attitudes okay. gets recycled like 20 years later when these it's Steve dudes probably don't suck dick. I got it. Yeah, these were well, yeah, no, not yet. Uh it's an all RIP on the babyface side, y'all. The dudes with attitudes, Paul Orndorff, R.I.P. Junkyard Dog, R.I.P. And Ellie Gate, R.I.P. Versus three of the four horsemen, uh, Sid Vicious, Arn Anderson, and Barry Wyndham. Um, I got a lot of side topics because this is not really a match. And also, this is what El Gigante did the entire match. He had to be on YouTube. Oh! Uh, you know, that's pretty much all he did the entire match. Didn't do anything. The worst part, move. I think like, he pushed somebody once. The worst part was. Eligante was way over. Like the fans could not yes. wait to see him do something. But right. like even if somebody got in the corner, <laughs> he would like rear back to punch right. him, but he would hold up. It's not like he would. Yes, swing. and then oh they would God. scoot back. Yeah, it's not like he would swing through and miss. Right. He would just like hold up and nah. then make faces. Yes. And when he not got awful. in the ring, you're right. He was just like flailing around. Yes. You gotta hold somebody, and they're like, "Oh, I think I was supposed to go over the top, so yeah, I'll be they over power. here." Yeah, that was it, the worst it, part. Is like he was so like he was so over, 
and everybody wanted to see him do something, and he apparently was unable to do anything. <laughs> so I, I want because this match is terrible, uh, negative four stars. Uh, there's nothing that really happens in it. So I got a couple of just like talking points or whatever, and I'll kind of get your thoughts about it. Uh, I was a huge Paul Orndorff fan, like huge. Uh, I liked him better as a heel. Uh, you know, when they made him babyface, it just always seemed unnatural. Great body, alleged tough guy. Allegedly, there's a he took Vader out in some backstage uh, incident at some point in time while he was in WCW. So, uh, yeah, that's great. So the Junkyard Dogs, his dark side of the ring came on last night. I watched it this afternoon. Um, Yes. um, Okay. So my note says, much like Harley Race, we did not see the best of the Junkyard Dog. Like, not even close. So if he was in Mid-South, we were in the Diapers? We were in the mid. No, this was in like in the early '80s. We're just not seeing it because of regional, you know, territories. You know, I kind of had heard of the Junkyard Dog, and maybe I'd seen him. You know, and like I think at some point in time he was using George Clinton's music to come to the ring. Like I kind of remember that, but the rest of it, no, I don't remember anything really. And so I'm watching this thing today and I'm like, well, I, this idea that like he was the first, you know, like black, you know, superstar that was kind of pushed to the top of the card, you know, by Bill Watts in the Mid-South Territory. I'm like, wow, that's a really good story. And, you know, that's kind of surprising or whatever that that that, you know, Bill Watts, you know, took such a, you know, a chance on him because when we do see him in the WWF, it's like what the fuck is this it was all gimmick mm-hmm. like i mean he was never a title contender or anything like that he was just like the black dude that was on the show mm-hmm. i think he got did he get a shot at the intercontinental with macho man or something a little uh, bit something maybe he, he might have wrestled for it but he didn't have a shot at it he was hogan's friend and he had a friend yeah he was a he was a gimmick he made the yeah, cartoon. He was a gimmick, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I, in all my quote-unquote black history of wrestlers for that I knew of the '80s and early '90s mm. or whatever, when I didn't remember seeing him when he was not until the WWF. I never yeah. heard of him until WWF. Right. And on that, and you'll see it there in a little bit. And I'll throw it back to you in a second, Bagno BB. You'll see it in a little bit. Like you know, they talked to Teddy Long. But they talked to Coco Beware, who was like the also the black gimmick, you know, when in the WWF too. It's like Tony that. You Atlas. had two black dudes. Yeah, and Tony Atlas, the feet gimmick. Um, which they talked about. <laughs> <laughs> which they did talk about. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, Don't look boy. the videos up again, Hush. <laughs> Don't uh, do it again. Right, once, yeah. once is enough. Yeah. So go ahead, Magnum BB. I'm sorry. I cut you off from before. I was going to say, like, my dad, who. Uh, if enough people weren't around, probably racist <laughs> as fuck. Uh, <laughs> he loved Junkyard Dog. Yeah, but but he probably loved the gimmick. So yeah, he just loved the gimmick. Yes, he has a hard head. That's every black wrestler. Every like, black and I'm like looking at the re- and the, but the on the videos they're like, oh, like his big move. He get on the ground like a dog and yeah. he would 
Ed yeah. well, you said we didn't see like the best of him, but I'm pretty sure we saw his entire repertoire in this match still. That's fair. Which was yeah. suit bone, headbutt, <laughs> crawling headbutt, mm. maybe clothesline and power slam. The thump. That was yeah. that was the extent of it. So uh, okay. <sighs> Oh, anybody want to pull there? I mean, you can look it up or whatever. What was the uh, rest? I card? looked it up. Oh, three, three, two. Come on, three. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a three. He's a three, yeah. two. Three, yeah. two. Probably yeah. specialty on ten. Yeah, All right. yeah probably, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. winning though. Yeah, tag team yeah. on eleven. Probably yeah. C. <laughs> C in reverse. Nowhere to be found. Ropes on probably two, off. Two and Maybe one, maybe one pin attempt on a specialty. Yeah, oh. hit with chain was on probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he might have had a good double X. That'd be about it. Right, right. Mm. He'd be good in well, bunkhouse matches or something. Wow, well, <laughs> we just yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's buried it. Y'all got me doing this. If y'all I was buried I'm leaving by like running down his yeah. stats. Right, running down the brother. Yeah. Look, man, uh, and again, he falls prey to, you know, the excesses of the 80s or whatever. Like, it's, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time situation. Like, that's not surprising. He dies in a car accident. Not surprising. Drugs probably as a, you know, part of that equation. Not surprising. You know, I don't think there's any part about that. I think it's probably more surprising that. He was able to draw as a black superstar. It shouldn't be that surprising in the South because black people love wrestling, like especially in the South. <laughs> they love wrestling. So to have somebody to cheer for like that, you know, that was pushed relevantly like that would make sense. And then it said in the documentary or whatever that like, oh, after he left, Bill Watts was just rolling any other black dude out there yeah. or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, here's fucking Bunkhouse Johnson. And, yeah, yeah, like, you know, oh, he, you know, whatever. And they, you know, everybody was trying to do, you know, great value junkyard dog, and it didn't work, shockingly, you know. But I mean, as his gimmick was and what he could do and how, his appearance and whatever, like, he was never going to get any version of a title in the WWF. He was but, ripped in Mid South. He was, ridiculous. yeah, he was good. Great shape. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, you can't. It wasn't just that he, yeah, it wasn't just that he was the black star that was pushed by Bill Watts. Like, obviously, his charisma came through and resonated with the crowd and the uh, the angles they did with him. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would have been amazing to see. Uh, I don't think they ever put a belt on him. Did he have the North American title? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he yeah. was just, you know, the, you know, the baby face. He didn't need the belt. How about that story they told about uh, some words that were spoken in the bathroom? That sounded yeah. completely credible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would agree. Allegedly, we'll, uh, we'll say. I, first off, Bill Watts is alive. That's fucking yeah, shocking. Yeah, that too. is surprising. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Him and Baron von Raschke both living and breathing there. <laughs> Baron von Baron von Raschke put the claw on Ethan Page oh, in the last oh. two years. Lord, like he was at the AW pay per view right in front row, and they had that was when that uh the Jim Cornette stand in dude. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. They had a big five way some bullshit, and uh, yeah, Baron Ronnerish slapped the claw on Ethan Page. Love, I mean, he's probably just older than he looked back in the day. All right, yeah. we'll get through he that. Was that probably, he was probably he like twenty two when we saw him. He looked yeah. like he was <laughs> <seven> <laughs> old, and now yeah. he's seventy. He looks like he's seventy five. Yeah, exactly. hello. 
Yeah, we uh, saw him. We saw him when he was sixty, <laughs> and that was forty years ago. Well, when you sleep in a coffin or hang yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Age differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The boys of Brazil, uh, uh, the cloning, the dudes, the dudes with attitudes win over the horsemen. Uh, at my note says Team R.I.P. wins. Oh, it was yeah, a, it was uh, Paul Orndorff working against Arn Anderson and occasionally Barry Windham. Yeah. Sid Vicious being a joke, uh, yes. and then like you have like you have like the th- the the Goldilocks story of Paul Orndorff Junkyard Dog Elegante. Like uh, one worked just right, and then one worked not at all. Yeah, <laughs> one worked even less than that. Yeah, I guess it's, it's not awful. exactly, but yeah, it's close enough. Uh, all right, match nine, y'all. Uh, it's Mean Mark, which is the Undertaker, by the way, Hutch versus Lex oh, Luger no, no, no. for the U.S. title. Uh, Paulie suck chance. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jim Ross said that, uh, that Paulie is the Andrew Dice Clay oh. of wrestling, and I was just like, uh, mm. uh, uh, by the way, just FYI, Andrew Dice Clay sucked. <laughs> you I liked lying. him in the early <laughs> stuff, and I liked him in Entourage. It was that I that, watched that, that either, horrible but, middle that was whatever. Yeah, that motherfucker. I he was good in mash. Uh, I, I swear to God. Um, so yeah, whatever. Uh, so it's a typical big man match. Luger again, as we've been saying, a much better wrestler than we ever gave him credit mm-hmm. for. Uh, and even in a, a big man match like this, you know, he knows how to sell. He knows he knows how to work this match. And again, what he's like four years in the business at this point in time. I did like this though that they're kayfabing like all the time. Like I. This was in the Cornette match, too, where he's like, you know, you can hear the boom mics are picking up, like, you know, uh, if you watch it with the captions, it's picking up everything that they say. And it's like how he's talking to the people in the crowd and like staying in character, you know, for the entire time. And Paul Lee, for that matter, too. Oh, yeah. And like, which is, just doesn't exist now. Like, he's like and, on the phone at some point, like yeah. yelling at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, Maury. This is yeah. it, you know, it's not working. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's completely like oh, just did not geez. break K Fabe, which is great. And then, like, you know, because this happened as it last week on on AEW, where you know, uh John Moxley gets caught on the hard hand, <laughs> like talking to the person that he's supposed to be beating up, like literally like telling him like what they're going to do next. And it just looks terrible. And like now as I'm We're watching gonna go spread some rumors about CM Punk. You got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. as, I'm, as I'm watching these matches now, it's so obvious when you can see them calling spots. Like, it's so obvious now. Like, I'm surprised the mics don't pick it up too here or they muted them out. But, like, it's like, oh, my God, it's so obvious. So you could do things. It'd still be obvious of what you're doing, but it doesn't have to. It can still be kayfabe. And, like, it's just it's bad. It's just it's just really bad, like, when they do it that way. This is a pretty decent match. I didn't hate this at, at all. You know, Luger was very good. Mean Marcus is his last match out of here. Our next vapor review uh, for WWF. He's going to be the Undertaker, huh? Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a heck of a turn. Yeah. I mean, his career completely flipped. Okay, Magnum BB. Lex Luger Hogan's up in this <laughs> yeah. match. He Luger got him in the rack. I, I popped. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, he got him up in the rack. Yeah, he got him up. Oh, 319 pounds. Uh, but, That's yeah, Hogan. A blue chipper versus yep, a blue Luger. chipper. 
Yep. He gives him a big old he gives him a big old suplex and Luger just pops right up. I'm like, oh shit, where is yeah. what is this? And then he clotheslines the shit out of him, and then there's a spot where he gets hit with the phone, and then there's all the shenanigans at the end of the match. But Luger wins 12 minutes, 10 seconds. Bye-bye, mean Mark, never to be seen again uh, in the WCW. All right. Next up, y'all, match number 10 with the greatest tag team of all time, Woo! the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Legion of Doom? Yeah, exactly. Versus uh, Doom, uh, Hacksaw. Go to read and yeah, Ron Center, whatever. Rock and roll is for the world tag team titles. Doom has a time championship, and they were playing it up big time. Like, oh, you know, the first night that they came in, they beat the Russians, and now they're the five time champions. Can it happen again? It didn't. Oh, <laughs> it's basically mm. it. this was almost our watch along, but we have we just watched the Rock and Roll Express. I match. saved you, I yeah, saved not you, that much longer. I guess the Freebirds, wasn't it? Wasn't they, didn't they wrestle the Freebirds last uh, in a strap match? Maybe. Yeah, it was a, a strap match. No. Did, oh, you're right. Yeah, I remember. Uh, look, y'all. It's okay. How do I say this? It makes no goddamn sense that the Rock and Roll Express should be in a match with Doom. Mm-mm. It's visually. Hey, babe. It's visually impossible to figure this out. I'm sorry. They're too big. Like, Doom's too big. Like, we can't have them having a match with the Steiners, that was, I think, was on the previous pay-per-view, and then have a competitive match against these two dudes that might weigh 350 pounds between the two of them. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, it shouldn't. They had a competitive match. Like, I, I saw Butch Reed get body slammed by Robert Gibson. The fuck what? out of here, man. Come on, son. <laughs> Did you get hyped up for that? Fuck, I was mad. I was mad. I'm like, how in the fuck is Robert Gibson body slamming Butch Reed? That's not supposed to happen, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. It happened? No, it can't. Not it without a lot of cooperation. They did drop this knowledge in there, too. They were like, oh, the reason that uh, Robert Gibson is doing sign language, he comes from a deaf and hard of hearing family. Like, Where the fuck did that come from? When I joined the fan club, they didn't say. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. You joined. You <laughs> that was wasn't in the newsletter. Not, I did not join. No. You joined. Uh, I did not. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's a classic Rock and Roll Express match. They come out. They do some, take some bumps. Ramblin' Webber, of Rocky Rollers, King, all that. That's bullshit. it. Yeah, and Man, then they come edited. out. Yeah, they that's the that. worst part about these is they've edited out all the entrance music. Mm-hmm. It really just comes out to generic shit. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. Ricky I wanted Martin, to hear Tommy Rich's music when he came. I, I swear kidding. to God. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so t- uh, what's we call it comes out. Uh, R- Ricky's gonna sail. Robert's gonna come in with a hot tag. His punches look like shit. His drop kicks look like shit. Uh, it's just all bad. And you know, uh, the Rock and Roll Express lose um, fifteen minutes and forty seconds. No, no surprise. That's a good long match, but it's too long, Hutch. Look at them two dudes in your profile. How the hell are they losing or having a competitive match against those two lightweights? Adolescents, adolescents. (laughs) Well, they were thirty something by then, weren't they? Uh, I don't know, but seriously though, like okay, so right, right. When they come in, both these dudes, both of these dudes are. 
or and looking anyway, at least 260, 270. Mm-hmm. And yeah, juicing perhaps. Then, who knows? And then, how, yeah, I mean, come on, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Hey, like, that's you, why you never had a like. Like a Rock and Roll Express versus the Road Warriors match because it wouldn't have made any sense, right? Well, it, it would have not looked as whatever. But it would have hey, looked just as bad as this. Yeah, maybe, possibly. When they beat the Russians or whatever, when they beat the Russians and they won the tag team titles, they pinned Ivan. Right. Okay. That was his job was to get pinned. Right. Who the fuck you pin in between these two? Yeah. Because you, you can work with Ivan, be- right? Yeah. Was could, was it Crusher or Nikita? Must have been Crusher at the other one, right? Yeah, was it was Nikita? Crusher. I think it was I, when they won it the first time, I'm not sure, but I it doesn't matter. Ivan was getting pinned. Yeah. You know, Nikita wasn't getting pinned by Ricky or Robert. Like you got both of these two dudes are too strong. I mean, you could have a match with them where they get a little bit of offense, but you still crush them in like seven minutes. But not like a fifteen minute match. I'm and sorry. it'd be it's one crazy. thing if you could establish that like the old tag team teamwork of the the Rock and Roll Express is so much better. But you know, the Steiners and Doom are they've been established as like really good also tag teams. So that right. can't even run with that. No, that it, it it's a my note in here said this is a dead gimmick. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, yeah. Like it's Black versus white? Gimmick. Never. No. Never, <laughs> but the rock and roll that thing is a dead gimmick. They it should worked. have had the Southern Boys against. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been the end for me, especially on who won. That would have been the end. <laughs> Oof, man, I'd have been going to Hot Topics to get my Doom T-shirt. All right, uh, all right, y'all. So it's the main event. It's Ric Flair and Sting. So if you go to your Peacock, the cock. It's 15 minutes, or no, sorry, two hours, and I sent you the, the time. 2.27.30 is what you told me. 2.27.30, yes. Yeah, that gets them both like in the ring. Yeah, 2.27.30, where they're both in the ring. Sting has come to the ring in his all-American gear, uh, mm, where he's got his face painted American red, white, and blue. Here, to be fair. It's fine. Oh, geez. What? Yeah. <laughs> America got copyrights. Um, so, like, yeah, that's where we are. So they're, like, you know, kind of in the ring. Now they have tie- tied. Yeah. Well, they handcuffed Elegante to uh, Ole Anderson so he cannot interfere. And then they have the baby faces as, uh, what was those matches called? Bunk their uh, uh, lumberjacks, lumberjacks. Yes, essentially yeah, lumberjacks all the people around the ring. Except they're all on the same side. There's yeah, not they're like all on. P- there's not a heel and babyface lumberjacks. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. All the dynamic dudes with attitudes are outside. Yes, and the Steiners. They're part of the dynamic dudes with attitudes. This way, shut up. Come Every <laughs> every one of Sting's friends at this point is the dynamic. The dynamic dude with attitude. Okay. Yes. All right, so if you go ahead and get to your peacock again, you're going to two hours and 27 minutes and 30 I'm seconds. I'm trying to run StreamYard at the same time. Yeah, I'm not trying to run StreamYard, and WWE's copyright is on lock. So, uh, <laughs> all right, so here we go. On the three, two, one count, three, two, one. Shouldn't get a commercial. Mm. Yeah. 
Poor, <laughs> poor old Elegante with his glitter vest. <laughs> yeah, he's awful. This is terrible. It's the big gold belt, y'all. Flair's days are somewhat that, numbered the, here. As really well. is the best championship belt of all time. Absolutely. <laughs> this is peak Flair, too, by the way. Uh, like, this is peak. Like, he's... He's he's at the crescendo. Ooh. Stop hitting me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh yeah, the competing woos. Yeah, I, again, this is 1990, so I'm not really watching wrestling. You know, Sting was my boy though. Uh so watching yeah. this now like it's like, uh, okay. Like I kind of get it. Like I I can see why I like like him as a baby. Like, I was never a heel dude. Y'all was more heel people. I was into the baby faces. We know. Especially Hutch. Especially. Yeah, Hutch was big baby. Uh, Hutch was big into the, the heels. I, the heels. I heart heels. I don't. Mm. I didn't. I think I have a more of a modern day heel uh, following, but. I used mm -hmm. I used to just if I was rooting for a heel, it was just to fuck with somebody who liked whoever they were yeah. against. So. Like Understood. like Mr. Rock and Roll Express over here. Exactly. And my dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, press slam. Mm. Ah, other rollout. Nah, Sting is really out. good. Like he doesn't have he doesn't have yeah. a huge move set, but he is really good considering how yeah. like if you think about it, this was the Ultimate Warrior's partner. So they've yes. been in the so he and the Ultimate Warrior have been in the wrestling business for the exact same amount of time. Obviously, right. Ultimate Warrior is world champion, but it's just purely on spectacle, mm -hmm. and he is absolute shit. And right. Sting is really good. And what they tell you or what you hear is that they're like, oh, you know, Sting was so willing to learn. Yeah, like he was able, you know, he was wanting to get better, whereas that never happened. That's a great clothesline, but yeah. Um, he was and really you have to believe they like recognize like yeah this guy's obviously a talent obviously going to make money and respects the business and wants to learn this is somebody right. we want to work with and make money right. with totally the opposite of the ultimate work and 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 bad shit happens and he is the world champ for a, yeah a minute. I want to shake the ropes I want to mm -hmm. just have the gibberish most gibberish filled promo you've ever heard in your life right. All right. I want to run around. It doesn't the matter how big you are. Yep. Look at him sell it. Selling yeah. like Ricky Morton right now. Nice. And then Flair's so good. Flair, I feel like he's like all going in. to school now. Yes. Flair is all in. It's one of my favorite flair moves, the little the knee like to the head. Like I think that, that might be know. the only thing it's never he's never missed or been reversed on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, his verticals are also awesome too. He ain't getting him up here though. No, he did. Nice. Yeah, Flair's verticals are awesome. Oh dead, no. dead. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Those are, weak, oh. those are weak clotheslines. They, I don't yeah. ever Sting's clotheslines. I no, I don't think ever stood out. I will say no. And I would say I mean, and that he literally is somebody that he's the J Lo of freaking wrestling. He, he does a lot of things, but it's all kind of mediocre ish. You know what I mean? Like it's not <laughs> like oh well, his drop kicks are like so awesome. No, not really. 
Like, well, his clothesline. I mean, I well, I mean, there was his the score. His, his score being Deathlock looked good. Eh, yeah, but I mean, the death drop is probably his. No, his death drop was probably this. The stinger splash, and yeah. and I would say his drop kicks because of his leaping, like his he, his, his standing size, drop kicks yeah. and the stinger splash because of his leaping ability at his size. I think were always impressive. Yeah. Um. He, even his press slam, I don't think was impressive as Luger because Luger no, was jacked and it was credible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like his. When he was mixing in the the high flying moves at his size, I think that was his strength. Yeah, and the stinger splash was great. Oh, the splash is great. And again, Flair recognized like who he was at that time. Like he understood, like like mm. this dude's going to be a superstar. Like he's like, I will help. But 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 Flair up. sold everybody or damn near everybody. I mean, that was well, the power of Flair. Flair was the perfect. Yeah. Dance partners. Well, but again, it's who did he put over, right? Because he yeah, never put exactly. Luger over. No, no, he never. Put and, Luger and again, it's, it's something that we kind of keep coming back to on here: wrestling works at its best when there are heels, clearly defined heels and baby faces, and the job of the heel is to put the baby face over at some point in time, make them shine them up. Make them look good, you know, cheat, give them a comeback, and then go to the finish. Like, this is all of that. Mm -hmm. And Flair was the best at that because he made all those baby faces. He gave, he made us, or at least me, think that Ricky Morton was going to be world goddamn champion. <laughs> I thought George South had a chance. Like, I mean, honestly, like, he, he made it like you believe that he, somebody he was going to lose to these people. And he rarely did, mm -hmm. but he made it look like it was going to happen. And I think that's something that's completely lost in modern wrestling because everybody's just trying to get their shit in, you know, and nobody like, mm -hmm. nobody really wants to be booed. Like, you know, nobody really wants to, well, be and that's the problem. Um, for some reason, I, when I think of the baby face or the, the line guy really crossed or whatever, I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, no, them in the NWO. Yeah, that did I mean, it. right, we're right. It was cool to be a heel. I'm wearing the shirt for him, even though even though you knew they were doing bad shit. So if you're out on the ramp and you throw him over the top rope back into the ring, is that a disqualification? Nah, it's a technicality. Yeah, it's a all right. No DQ. He's working on the leg, guys. I think he's going to try to get him in the figure four. If we knew, if you remember, he's been out for a better part of a year with a serious knee injury. So. Yes, and I'm sure it's. Oh, look at those punches! Not good. Mm. <laughs> you can hear that spot called. No, mm. oh, he got too too happy there. And now, woo! All the uh. Yeah, the butt, butt to the knee. Mm. Right across that bottom rope. Wow. He came down with all 242 pounds, the world champion. Jim Ross. <laughs> Jim, Jim Ross treating this like an actual sporting event. Is yes. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it gives it legitimacy. Real check. It, it gives its legitimacy, though. Like, mm -hmm. for sure. 
It makes it feel real. Where was Mike Tyson already lost the belt? Let's see here. Oh, my oh, butt. Broke his butt. Mm-mm. Why is he limping, though? He's selling the butt. Snap, there. Oh. Wait. Okay. I think you... You just said you changed ah, it. Said never <laughs> now nice. Sting is... Or no, Flair the crowd is... Uh, the crowd is hyped. But you can see the air of people starting to look towards the back, too. Mm-hmm. Which is everything that happens now. Like, oh, everybody... You look at Jim Ross calling it there. Like, he's... I mean, he's... Again... This is kayfabe. They're not like gonna break out of that. <laughs> and again, that, that's not a thing that you could do in modern wrestling because of the internet or whatever. Like it's just not possible. But golly, man, just you definitely don't need to hear about like like post game post game press conferences for worked or sh- matches is the dumbest shit I have ever heard. Yeah, of. I'm sorry, that makes yeah. no sense. And particularly when they there's like some people treat it with kayfabe, some people are just glorifying themselves. Yes, Sting like, was well, sold the throw into rail. Yeah, yes, yeah, man. Sting must have C on like six, seven. <laughs> he don't. But, okay, but I, but I his his card when we would have had that it was probably only a two two because mm-hmm. he was so young at the time. Like, there's no way he was a three. I think he was a three, and he would have been. He would. He was a tag team with Eddie under Eddie Gilbert with Rick Steiner. Yeah. He he might have been. Would they have made him a uh, two three or th- he would have been? He might have been a three three. He'd have been a three uh, two, I think. Now that's like eighty six. There's no way. Eighty seven. No. He he was what he six back, four. Back. What? How tall is he? Oh, that sounds two, right, but that don't matter. He was, he was, I mean, I remember him getting. Staying, arguing the count. That's up. why you just got hit in the knee. Yeah. I, one of my notes on here was to when Luger beat Main Mark was fast count Fred. It was like a super quick count. Um, Like when he won. I'm like, hey, look at this. By the way, from everything that we know about Ole Anderson, he had to hate this shit. Oh yeah. Like, but I think he was also partly booking or doing something at this time because him I and Jim he, Hurd. Were yeah, kind of- so he books the Black Scorpion, which is coming here shortly. Yeah, I think when like Flair that. leaves, I don't know if was Flair who is booking right now. Is this Flair? Uh, maybe. Yeah, because Cornette's still there. I think yeah. that is Flair. I think Flair's booking, and then I think Ole's about to take over. Hmm. Yeah, but once the herd comes in full time here, yeah. you can start counting days for Flair. Shockmaster is here. Mm. Mm. Oz. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Oh, man, that looked real. Mm. Yeah, that looked like that hurt. Yeah, Paul Orndorff as a baby face, not great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he, early in his career, well, we first started watching WWF. He was oh, yeah. uh, baby face. Well, again, yeah, he, that was, and, and then he flipped. During, right, he was Hogan's Rock, boy, Rock and then he turned on. Yeah, him. well, I mean, uh, hmm, let's go down the list of people that were Hogan's boys and then turned on him. Mm, that was Everybody. every WWF. That was every WWF angle while Hogan was a champ. Damn near. Mm. 
I mean, it was just ugh, fucking Hogan suck. Yeah, it was either that or here's Heenan's new monster. Yep. And fuck Hulk Hogan. And Jake Roberts. <laughs> Look at those kids in the aisle. They are hype. And that was the other thing, too. Like, as Cornette brought it up, like, you don't see kids at wrestling matches no more. It's just all oh, neck beards. Neck beard. Yep. Look at that. He's just like, cop hitting me, damn it. We're about to get out. You want to get out the ring, that'll help. Flair begging for forgiveness. (laughs) Press lamp. It takes hella strength. Mm -hmm. I can barely do that shit with my cat. So, I hose line. One, you gotta hook the two. leg on the champion. Yeah, come exactly. on, come on. Oh, good God, I'm talking inches. Almost, yeah, <laughs> 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 oh. that's one other my complaint about modern wrestling. Um, uh, like enough with all the two falls, man. There's oh, flares yeah. move, like everybody kicking out of everything. Like that's <laughs> Flair's <nuts>. dead. Dead. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, all of Flair's matches look alike. Um, and everybody's all happy about it too. Yeah. Fuck. Everybody's seen all of these moves with everybody else, but people want to see it. He's yeah. giving you, know what? you everything. You still, you still believe that he's gonna lose, and then he doesn't. Right. And he doesn't. Right. Exactly. It's like enough, man. All those matches look alike. Come on. The funny thing is, he would show up and wrestle now if they would allow him to. Splash. If there was a... Yep, the flop. (laughs) There's no way he taps him low to win the title. No way. No way. No, it's going to be a... Oh, not Elegante. There's got to be a horseman run in at some point here. Yeah. I have not yeah. watched this. Yeah, look, everybody's looking to oh, the front. Oh, for real? You haven't watched yeah, this? Yeah, there it is. Yeah. 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 Barry, Wyndham, and Hella Sheep. They run in. Barry got some muscle on With attitudes, fight him off. Yeah, yeah sits up. Probably God sits Sid, Sid still just stands around, not sure exactly what to do. But if he does the move, he does do this if you're on YouTube. Drop to knee, drop to knee, and exalt self. Yeah, particularly Baltimore. Baltimore has an unhealthy relationship with Sid Vicious. Yeah, <laughs> nice punch, big right hand, some big old ham hocks. Mm. Nope. Damn. Oh, feet on the ropes. Oh, come on. Scott, that's, that's that's interference. That's interference. You should be sent out of ringside. Mullet. Oh yeah, one, two. Oh yeah, they just can't be the champ like that. They're pretty close though. Yeah. No, oh, this is a classic Flair's thing. The bridge. The bridge. Again, I know this is fake. This shit ain't easy. <laughs> nah, yeah, nah. that was the measure, right? How far into the match did they get the bridge? Yeah. One, two. One, two. Uh, oh. Inches. 
We're talking mm-hmm. inches from a new champion of the world. Flair's oh, <laughs> 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 begging. Great. Oh, oh no! Wait, what? They cut the, the camera cut. cut away too. Mm. No, now school. Woo! Awesome. What? That's what? It. One, two, three! Oh my god! Oh my god! Sting wins. So I think Ooh, the real Sting died it. when he jumped in the corner, and then they replaced him with fake Sting. Conspiracy <laughs> 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 theory. They're like, "Oh, you broke one leg, and then you died in the ring. We just we got to go get a new Sting." Oh, uh, the Paul is dead theory. Now, yeah. Look at that lady celebrating there. Now, she is excited. Yes! Hey, she paid I, real yeah. money to see this or hooked. And she is really excited. Why'd you put Hogan's like, card again. up? <laughs> no worries. I'm just checking. God, but yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Thunder slam. Fucking asshole. Fuck look, at that. That. <laughs> look at that. Card. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to get you hyped up. Yeah, we don't need to ever see that ever again, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I again, this is a classic win the championship thing from this era. Like people didn't lose matches on finishers. Oh no, yeah, Flair was getting backslid or yes. small yeah, package flip. or nothing. Yeah, I think even Dusty pinned him with a small package, and Dusty. Yeah. And small package doesn't seem yeah, like really yeah, the, the jumbo yeah. shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you listen yeah. to this uh post match interview, but he does nothing but put flair over. Yeah. He's the greatest I mean, again, of all time. I mean, again, it, from hearing and seeing this, okay, so we all like, oh, this shit is fake. Oh, before you went out to the ring, you knew you was gonna win. But when these dudes win, I mean, I don't want to bring up the name of that dude that murdered his whole ass family. Like his emotional reaction to winning the belt when he won it was like mm-hmm. the, the realest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Because again, some I know you're gonna win it, it's gonna be that, but it is the still the culmination of whatever at that particular time. Yeah. So it has yeah. to meet and it's not himself. just like it's not just like uh oh he, I don't know if he's gonna put me over. Like Hogan will say that kind of bullshit. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, brother if Andre is gonna put me over. That's all bullshit. Yeah, yeah but like yeah. They are. It's yeah, yeah. It's the culmination the of working the out, highest. they're getting slammed on yeah. the ground or slammed on that correct mat. Yeah. and, and especially every, Daniel working every night. That shit, right. is, and it's, that shit is real. And again, I'm sure there were times where I mean, people call Sting that we can stop, stop this at some point. That people call Sting the shits that he was terrible. That he was this, that, and that. Like the fact that he's gone from you know, our mid eighties to the champion here, you know, in five plus or so years, I mean, that has to be something. Mm. So like, I, I get the part that they are like super emotional about it as if they had just won the damn Super Bowl. Like I get that part, but you know, uh, but yeah, this, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, really in this case, it's, it's somebody who has been, you know, essentially the, the, the greatest wrestler in this franchise for 15 plus years mm-hmm. has in this, in a sense, giving you the greatest possible compliment. Right. So you are, yeah, you deserve to have the- what I have 
you know, what I have drawn money with and made this promotion on for however right. long. I mean, that's the, the, in a sense, it's, you've just been given the greatest compliment you can get, you know, that that's what it is. Yep. And, okay. and, and I would expect to a certain degree that like, if you know that here, you're going to win tonight, like you go out with the feeling of like, all right, I, you know, I want to earn that. I want to put on a performance. I want to look back and say right. that was a good match to lead to that result, you know, regardless of right. whether you ordained or not. Yeah, it all went to him to think that this was a mistake. You know, you got the company or whatever. And again, this is an era where, you know, if you're the champion, you better be drawing money. Because if you're not mm -hmm. drawing any money, you know, whatever the fuck. Not like you just put the belt on anybody and we're still getting money regardless of, you know, who sold tickets or didn't. All right. Well, that concludes the Great American Bash 1990. As we do always, we go back to the uh, uh, the look ahead. So we have to look ahead to our next. We'll go with the WCW pay-per-view, which would be Halloween Havoc, which they previewed on here. So these, these podcasts are kind of quarterly-ish. Uh, so we get it into mm -hmm. October of 1990. Uh, what does that card look like? I have to get on a uh, another device because uh, uh, <laughs> Streamyard. Okay, I might be able to beat you to it because mine's actually working okay at this point. Uh, Havoc, nineteen ninety. The number. <laughs> it's Noble Funker Brothers. Yes. Wrestling hitting you hard because uh, you know we got soul. Uh, brothers and brothers sisters. and sisters. All right, I got All right. it. Uh, matches. All right, I got it. The dark, oh, two boy. dark matches. Yeah, two dark matches. White Lightning Tim Horner defeated Barry Horowitz, and Rip Rogers defeated Reno. Okay, nobody cares. Okay, break. All mm -hmm. right, match number three Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton. So that would be the York Foundation. Uh, I, after I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that's if they're actually the I no, I think oh, this right. is still they haven't converted to that yet. I think, yeah, because this it's is, not Thomas Rich or Rich right, and Richard and Morton. Richard Morton. Yeah. Dude, look at the look at the at time of that match. Twenty one minutes. No oh. way. Terry Taylor is back. Defeated uh, Wild wow. well, Bill, Bill Irwin, eleven minutes. The, the loudest in ring performer of all time. Yes, Brad Armstrong <laughs> and J W Storm, whoever the, that is. Oof. The Master Blasters, Blade and Steel. That's uh, and the Southern Boy. No, Blade and Steel is one of them is Kevin Nash. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And they defeat and they, the Southern they Boys. Beat the Southern Boys. Here they are again, the fabulous fucking Freebirds, uh, with Fuck. Little Richard Marley defeating the Renegade Warriors. Mm. Mm. So you can all so okay, got it. So the Freebirds can only defeat Indians. Midget. Got it. All right, the Steiners. Yep, the Steiners defeat the Nasty Boys. Oh fuck, I hate the Nasty Boys. Yes, God Almighty, I do I hate the Nasty Boys? I, hit, that, I I think that's kind of a legendary match for how stiff it is, though. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Um, Junkyard Dog defeats Moon Dog Rex. Ron Simmons defeat Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Uh oh, somebody turned babyface. I'm sure it wasn't the Blacks. Um, match nine or ten or eleven? Sorry, Stan Hansen defeats Lex Luger. And he wins the U.S. Championship. Wow! You're, usually, I don't give away the results when I. Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
And then Sting, the champion, against Sid Vicious. Ugh. That's, ugh. I think we're going to be watching that Stan Hansen-Lex Luger match. I think you might be right. Yeah. Because I don't think really I can match. watch Sid Vicious for 12 minutes. Oh, you want to get crazy? What's the next <laughs> pay-per-view for the WWF, which is actually what we have to watch? We have we just to watch well, it's the next one. Should we one. do SummerSlam? I think it oh, is SummerSlam. You know what? No. It's a Survivor Series. Oh, 1990? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think we did preview that where the, all the terrible ones were there. Like but the teams were all. The, the thing that I'm interested in is they do a. Um, this one has a twist, wildcard bitches, because right. yeah. they take each of the survivors and then they have a, a final match. I think that's kind of interesting. Yes. And a surprising, there's a surprising name in that uh, in that last yeah. match. Yes, that's right. I, I remember what you were saying. Uh, yeah, well, mm, that's our next one. We that won't we be have. surprised at the fate of that individual, but we should be surprised if he's in that well, match. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment. Terry Taylor was a, a booker? With Kevin Sullivan? Oh, in the Nitro days. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, and that's I think he's Sting and Sting. Yeah. Is that the picture you have up right now? That is Sting and Sting. Yeah. And I think he works. I think he still works at um in WWF, I think, maybe. As a backstage hand of some sort, Terry Taylor. So um, noted horn dog as well. All right, y'all. So that'll wrap up the Great American Bash nineteen ninety, baby. So man, my cat's attacking me. All right, so uh, we're ready to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Streamyard. Fuck you! It's the last month I'm dealing with you for real. Damn. I'm done. It's ridiculous. It's like it looks good on certain things, but it's just terrible for other parts. I just can't deal with it anymore. So, as a producer, I'm signing off. Uh, Magnum VB, sign off. All right, bash out. Bash out. Sting and Sting, sign off, man. You gotta watch one of these pay per views or something. Like that. King of Pain. <laughs> Always yeah. be King of Pain. Yes, nice. sir. All right. We'll see you guys on a different streaming platform. Peace, everybody. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>